Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Uh, this is one of my favorite movies. Eight Mile, right here. The music, the moment you own it. Never let it go. Go. One shot. Miss your chance to blow. The opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Go. I like Eight Mile. I like Eight I like Mile. it. Yeah, good stuff, good movie. Good movie. Bears football feast from Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street here in the city. Crosstalk is brought to you by Club Hawthorne Betting Bars, featuring horse racing, video slots, sports betting throughout Chicagoland. Thank you to Charlie, to Kendra, to Jack for producing today's show. Thank you to our marketing team and everyone that came out to Buffalo Wild Wings to celebrate a Bears football feast. Let's crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. What's up, guys? What's up, boys? Chris and Clooney Pitt. Yeah, I know, right? You're you good. that right. I mean, I can't help it, guys. No, people I are, know you can't. That's what the people tell me. People came up to Yurko this morning and said, yeah. whoa, hey, uh, what's up, Brad? Look at that guy. Yeah. Hey, George. <laughs> hey, George. What are you doing here? From I now on, I'm, yeah. I'm calling you Clooney Pit. He said, "What's uh, how's Lake Como? I said, I'm thinking about selling the place. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think I'm selling the place. Yeah, I'm thinking can, about selling. Can you believe uh, Pit just turned 60? Not uh, yeah, really. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I remember him as you. Thelma and Louise. I remember him in Thelma and Louise. You guys remember that? Yes, oh, yeah. I do. Yeah. Brad Pett was in Thelma and Louise. He was young. Yeah. Youthful. Some would say youthful. youthful. Yeah. yeah. Some would Still say is. Youthful. Even yeah. at 60. That's Still a little kid. Yeah. 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 I would. Would you? Who, me? Yeah. Well, if I went that direction, yeah. Well, I'd be, but for yeah. me, for me, you it's still. acknowledge? For me, it's still Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, that's your number oh, one. Oh, boy. Really? Well, he'd then like a, to talk then, soccer A-Rod, after then a long night of fun. You like the way he handles yeah. the ball on yeah. his foot? Then A-Rod. Boy, yeah. well, good footwork. A-Rod? Yeah. Back in the what day, happened? yeah, A-Rod. Oh, uh, A-Rod gives off the ick. I got a little Latin thing going. I don't know what it is. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> Ricky Martin. I got Ricky Martin next. Sylvie, would you? I'm living La Vida Loca. Yeah. Yurko's mom. Who is it? Unbelievable. What are you doing? Look, I, I've always noticed, uh, Yurko's always said that, that yeah, uh, yeah. A-Rod's been his guy. You know who Sylvie's guy is? Jason Alexander. <laughs> oh, for sure. That's that's Jason, Jason Alexander. Look, that's his yeah, type. Yeah, look. That's uh, your type. I, I, oh, my I, sweet head. Look, All I personality. Saw Clo- Clooney was on uh, Kimmel the other day. I think it was like a, a week ago. I don't know uh, if it was a there, rerun there, or not. There's a waste of 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't like Kimmel or Clooney? Which one or both? Either, <laughs> it's it's amazing how like how well he's aged. Uh, it, it's yeah, incredible. He, he looks great for his age. I agree. Incredible. Totally. Clooney. Yes. Yeah. He he looks good. And Kimmel. I, yeah. I mean, first of all, he's got you know he's got tremendous skin, and second of all, he has access to all that tremendous it takes money. to look to to. Yes, he has access to all that it takes to to continually look good. So. <laughs> 
Fountain of Youth, man. Did he uh, lives a did nice you guys life. did you guys hear Yurko Claus hand out gifts to the radio no. station earlier? No, no. Today? What did he give uh, away? You guys, you guys got gifts. Uh, he what gave out a, a gift for each of you. I think I gave I uh, Waddle a uh, scotch. A peaty, a peaty scotch. Peaty scotch. A peaty smoky These scotch. are fake gifts, right? It, it's so it's so funny yes, that you yeah, said that, good kid, yeah. because my wife said I'm going out to pick some stuff up. Do you need anything? And I said I'm out of scotch. Can you a get me a bottle scotch. of Twelve Year Belvini? And she goes, I don't know what that is. I said, she said, so take a picture of her and send it to me. So I took a picture of her and sent it to her. So I'm expecting when I get off the air today that I'll have nice. a nice clean See? bottle of Balvini 12 year to uh, consume. And, and for Sylvie, I got uh, mittens in or gloves that were a little <laughs> bit larger than his hands so he could put little heaters in there. <laughs> Little hand warmers, you know, the little ones you shake up a little bit. Oh, yeah. And you we put them at the edge of your fingers. That way there's some room for warmth. We use those on Sundays, Eric. You read my right? mind. There yes. you go. Keith See, Williams I'm usually su- gets them for me on Sundays. I'm not surprised. It's the perfect yeah. gift is yeah. what I like Yurko to say. Claus. He, hey, uh, uh, only uh, one hour and 55 minutes in the pregame show I hear this week. Oh, yeah. We're starting at one uh, thirty. You are correct. Yeah. Three twenty-five must be nice. <laughs> so, what else did everybody get? What, what did What did you give people? It's a standard uh, he, Carmen and Yurko show. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. It is. I, uh, I, for the White Sox, I got twelve moving buses. Paul Arpin, uh, moving trucks, sending them on down to Nashville. Okay. Uh, you got great. a really thoughtful gift for uh, Charlie Bevins producing the show today. Pink slip. What did I got, Chuck Char- I got Charlie a pink slip. <laughs> Oh, God. That's out the door. Out the door. <laughs> out the door. That's it. I got turd. him a pink slip. Well, I had to be a turd to somebody. And Charlie's here so wide-eyed and, you know, got a smile on his face, happy-go-lucky. I figured somebody had to crush his soul today, and it should be me. <laughs> it should be you. Wow. Yeah. Of it should be And I said I was joking, but he's got a scratch under his eye. The little lady game last night. Oh, wow. really? really? Wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. T- what I've come to... She went after Ascertain in the throes of passion. <laughs> at the height of her ecstasy, she may have clawed poor Charlie's face. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think. He came up with, she was trimming my eyebrows, and she dropped a razor a on my face. You guys ever trim your eyebrows with a, with a blade? Razor? With a blade? Yeah, straight yeah. razor. No. no, I use the scissors. No, I use scissors. That's, all right. All right, uh, you guys gone? We're gone? Oh, Matt Eberflus speaking at Hal Saul. Oh. Really? So yeah. Wow. So we'll talk. Are we still, we're, we're still doing this. That's a challenge wow. for those Three guys. Three more weeks. All right. Bye bye. See you guys. You know, we have to win the game up front, and it's important that we do it this week. Herbert, you have the same burst since coming back from the injury that he had before. Yeah, I've seen it in practice. You know, I've seen it in practice. We're excited to see it in the game, and uh, and so is he. He's been working hard at it, and uh, you know he works really hard every single week. And uh, you know the, the scheme is good this week. You know I got some good plays in there for him and, and the other guys uh, to get the ball. On the perimeter as well as inside. When you look at this, uh, when you look at this Cardinals defense, what do you think they do well? Yeah, they disguise well. They do a really good job with their disguise. Um, you know, JG is, is big uh, into that, and uh, certainly he's uh, you know had success when he was at Philly for those two years. And you know, Jonathan's a heck of a coach, and uh, he really knows how to scheme people up. You know, he was my defensive back coach. You know, at the Colts, um, he did a heck of a job for us there. And then went on, like I said, the Philly had some dominant defenses there as well. But uh, I would just say the first thing that comes to mind would be disguise. When you guys entered the season, it looked like you were prepared to have this three-headed monster running back between Khalil, Roshan, and Deonta. But for a variety of reasons, most of the year you only had two guys up. Um, the past two weeks, though, you did have all three, and it looks a little sluggish. Are there some different challenges 
between trying to get all three guys going in one game plan versus working with just two? Yeah, I think when you have a, a, a plan, you know, you got to, you know, like we said, always go with the hot hand, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, certainly we have guys that are more slated to the third down package, you know, in the protection part and the passing part, you know, and then obviously Foreman's been a big part of the, the first and second down, you know, and, uh, you know, and Herbert's, you know, was obviously injured and coming back from there. And, uh, but again, there's been some continuity issues due, you know, due to injury, you know, in and out guys in and out. So I think that may be playing a part of it, but uh, certainly look forward to getting it going this week. And we, saw, we saw you guys in the pistol a little bit more last week mm-hmm. when we had. How much of that was just that was something you liked against that specific defense? And just in general, what do you kind of like about that? Yeah, it's it's good because the ball comes straight downhill, you know, in the pistol. And you got to wait, you know, until the ball is snapped to see where the quarterback's opening um, to decide where the ball is going. You know, and, uh, you know, so it's, you got to, it's reactionary. Whereas opposed to the back being off to one side, you know, you got your only a certain number of plays going that way, um, you know, to the close side and to the open side. So I like it, you know, because of the direct runness of it and the way it makes the defense read. Man, I don't know how it works with concussion protocol, but are guys, can you ever judge whether a guy is close or not? Like with Tevin, like sometimes it's just, some guys don't miss a game. Some guys miss three or four games. Is there, is there, do they have ever have any indications like, how cl- if a guy is close, you know, like with a regular injury. Yeah, there's been guys that were close and you thought were, were going to make it. And then, you know, they have that concussion protocol for a reason. You know, there's the steps to it, right. you know, and that's so important that we do it that way because, you know, the guy has to be totally healthy, you know, in regards to his, you know, the head injury uh, before he can come back. And I think the league does a heck of a job, you know, putting the guys through that protocol and the way the stages work. And, you know, to me, if a guy doesn't pass and, you know, you know, to the very end, then he should be sitting down and wait until he's 100% okay. You know, because the most important thing is the player's health. Yeah. You know, and Tevin, and Tevin seemed fine. You know, he was good and he's in a great spirits and he's, you know, right on point. But again, he went through one of the tests and didn't pass, but uh, that's okay. We'll see where it is next week. Could he miss like the, the, the last like two games after this? Do you not, do you not know that at this point? That's you don't. You don't. You really don't. You, you don't know what that is until they, he's had to go start over and go through the, the protocol again. So, um, and that's good. That's for a good reason. What ways when you watch film, uh, maybe one against or having just to go out there every day is that prepare you to face somebody like Kyler Murray? And then maybe what ways are different? Yeah, you know, when you're uh, facing a quarterback that has mobility, you know, you certainly have to, you know, account for that, you know, every single play. Uh, because those guys can really hurt you with their legs, you know, in the passing game, you know, and the design runs, you know, so you always got to be accounting for that. Um, can you do it 100% of the time? Um, I don't I don't think you can, uh, but you, you have to be close to that. And, uh, you know, so we want to be really good at that. And he's prepared us for that, you know, for, um, you know, during training camp and, you know, the mini camps that we have and, you know, obviously, you know, through OTAs and all that. So it's good to have a guy uh, like that that can do that, you know, give us an example and the guys tried to simulate, you know, that this week, you know, you know, Nate did and, you know, and Tyson did. They did a nice job. And you know, I really want to thank them for the look they gave us this week, the whole look squad. Matt, when you have a team, you know, when a team loses like it did last week at this point of the season, you know, for a team that did that, your team seems pretty intent on finishing strong and, you know, having, showing resilience and all that. But, uh, and I know you take pride in having a pulse of this team, but are you ever fooled? I mean, do you ever, yeah, how do you know? And, and how do you feel about the way the team did react and how real it is? And, and like I said, can you sometimes be fooled by a team, you know, just making you think uh, they're ready when they're not? Yeah, I, I mean, our team is uh, resilient. You know, and they're tough-minded guys, and I've, I've said that all along, and we always lean on our 
relationships with each other, you know, and, and the trust we have with the brother next to you on the right and on the left and, and, and believing in yourself. And, you know, certainly there's things, you know, in those performances where you, if you win the game, obviously you, you want to perform better because you have things to work on. And it's no different than when you lose the game. You have things that you have to work on. So that's where our mindset always is. You know, when we beat the Lions a couple weeks ago, that was the same mindset. You know, we lost to Cleveland, you know, in the last play, you know, didn't, didn't come through on it. And uh, certainly there was a lot of other plays that we could have won uh, that game with, but we focus on the here and now and the brother next to you. And that's what's important. Over the past two weeks, it's been clear you guys have tried to get Darnell Moody involved, but the connections just haven't been there. How do you either tinker with that or keep plugging away to just try and make something happen over the last three games? Yeah, yeah, Darnell's been working hard. You know, he was uh, out with the illness the one day. You guys saw that. But, man, he came back, you know, the last two days and really had some good practices. And and uh, we're excited to get him going. And we're going to keep feeding him the ball. You know, he's had some really good games where, you know, he's had a lot of yak yards and he can really catch, you know, and you know and split the defense. And we're looking forward to that, to seeing that. And uh, we're going to keep feeding him. And uh, that's an important piece to our offense. Is there any point during the course of the year, maybe in the past or, you know, now, where you go back to the lab and say, you know, can we do something differently to maybe make this more successful? Yeah, I mean, I think we do that every week. You know, as a, as an offense, defense, and special teams, you know, we, we're facing a different set of set of issues, you know, circumstances of, you know, scheme that we're playing. You know, obviously the number one job in the NFL is the, is the people that you're playing against. And, uh, you know, how do you attack those guys or how do you defend those guys? And that's what it is. So we're always, so to speak, in the lab, um, you know, working on that. And uh, that that's, it changes every week. Matt, you guys really haven't gotten the production out of Pickens that you probably imagined when you brought him on. What's been the reason that his development's been kind of slowed? Uh, I would not agree with that. I, I, yeah, I, w- I would say that he's developing well. In fact, I grabbed him in the hallway like I do a lot of guys, and I commended him on his work patterns and how he's really starting to come on. And, and it's in the details, and I can really see him uh, owning the position, you know, in the run game, you know, and really taking off in the pass. You know, and, you know, he had a really nice pressure a couple weeks ago to end that game. And, uh, you know, really loved his, his hustle and energy on the interception return that, that Eddie had, had a key block in that one. So he's doing a lot of good things, and uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him. So would that perhaps lead to more snaps for him over the next three weeks? Yeah, we're always looking to get guys more, you know. Um, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but uh, certainly like to get those young guys as much as they can um, because we need the experience. Um, you know, we got a lot of – uh, really good uh, first and second year players, you know, that, that are on this squad. And, you know, we have a young squad, you know, overall, but uh, getting those guys that game experience is invaluable. With Kyler Murray's uh, ability to extend plays, has there been any extra emphasis this week to, to make sure your defense is ready for that? Obviously, Joe Flacco had a couple where he's able to get outside the pocket. Yes, absolutely. You know, I'll just go back to the comments I had before is that, you know, you have to be ready for that. You know, in the extension of plays, you gotta, it's, it's something that the, the secondary needs to do a good job of when that happens, and then also the front. And your linebackers play a big part of that too. And uh, we worked on it um, uh, very hard this week. Uh, but, again, he's a special athlete. You know, he's, he's special um, in a lot of ways. Um, he's got great arm talent, and the speed and quickness is there like it's always been. And uh, it's a heck of a challenge for our defense. Matt, when you guys signed when you when you guys signed TJ and Tremaine in the offseason, you clearly had a vision for what they could be as a pair. It's kind of started to come together here in the last month. How have yeah. you seen that bond? Grow it's on been it? great. 
Yeah, it's been great. Those guys are, you know, you guys here when they're up here, they're just just solid individuals, you know, really great, you know, young men. And, you know, that's a tribute really to their families. You know, those guys come from, you know, really good families. Their parents are awesome. And, you know, it's really uh, cool to see and uh, have those guys as leaders, of, you know, in the centerpiece of your defense. And you need that, um, you know, uh, on all sides of the ball. But not only defense, they've been leading our team, too. And the chemistry between those guys has been unbelievable. Um, they're really starting to understand the positions, you know, because there's a long history of these positions. You know, it goes way back, you know, to the late 90s and, and even before that. And there's, you know, we can talk, you know, point to guys that have played that will position and point to guys, guys that have played that Mike position. There's a great tradition that comes along in that, with a lot of respect to those guys. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, they have to do a great job of honoring that tradition. You know, and they understand that, and they and they uphold that tradition. So it's been cool to see. Thanks, Matt. It's Matt Eberflus uh, for Friday anything? press conference. Uh, a great deal, a great deal. Matt Eberflus joins us on Monday. Don't forget two ten uh, for the coaches show. Yurko, what do you think uh, over there at the uh, fo- uh, the Bears? What do they call Bears Fest? Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, they're gone. Feast. They are yeah. gone. He Buffalo Bears feast. He's just, he's just trying to make Yerk look stupid, right? Now. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Yeah, you I are. knew he was gone. Of course, Tyler. Of course I knew he was you gone. were. What do you think? This is me. the first time we've done this done a show with Yerko. He's handing out gifts. Meantime, Yerko needs a heart. Is what he? We need to gift him. That's what we need to gift. We need to play uh, the naughty list later too. That the station did. The station, yeah. the guys in the social media department did a really good job with uh, asking everyone who is on the naughty list if you have to pick one person from ESPN 1000. How about in your house? Anybody in your house on the naughty list? It's probably me. I would yeah. I would think it's probably why me. is that? What'd you do? I don't know. I think everyone's good except uh, like if if you're picking one, it's probably me. Really, your nine year old was dog cussing the Bears head that's coach. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, like I, Sandy they're doesn't going, like that. They're going to the game. I've already had a talk with them. Oh, I go boy, look. You're they, in trouble. I go. There, there's there's no bad mouthing anybody when we're at the game. You may want to put together a resignation letter and just put it in your safe, you know, uh, just I, in I, case. I don't even think it would need the lock and key. I think we just put it right there, <laughs> like where the keys go. You know what I mean? Right next to the car keys. It just right says, there. I'm sorry. I understand you had to make the decision you did. My son really doesn't know what he's saying at times, but he's a passionate fan. My apologies, yeah. all the best. And I told you, it's not just, look, he, he learns from listening to the show. He learns from being around me. He also learned, uh, he was at that game where the Bears blew the game against Baltimore in Matt Nagy's final year. Where yeah, I forget who the, remember that. Who, who, do you remember who the backup quarterback was? Oh, uh, who yeah, played? He played well. Yeah, he played well. They they beat the Bears without Lamar Jackson, and it was like a a huge meltdown for the Bears, and the whole crowd was chanting "Fire Nagy," and again, it's like he Mason lear- was leading that. Cheer, no, he? he learned from the chant, so he's sitting there and he's taking it in. And then you look like as a like that he's seven at the time or whatever he was, six or seven, and he's learning from that, and he's thinking that's the way Bears fans act, and that's 
That's what's well, going on. Well, in recent on. years, that is a pretty popular chance that Bears fans at some point are going to cheer for the head coach to be fired. Like, that's just been part of the he just, a Bears fan. R- right. Like, times. when things go bad, it's, it's yeah. time to fire, you know, and like. It's it's just you got to get it right and so whatever let's uh, I want I want to reset. I want to talk about these bears. You want to talk about your Cubs and all the great moves they've made. Well, this is what we were debating. We were debating what is what is on top of your mind if you're a Chicago sports fan right now. And there are three choices, I think. Christmas uh, or four if you're going off the sports thing. And I I, I did poll the question. Why don't we go around uh, the room? And uh, I mean that figuratively because we're all in separate rooms today. Uh, but we're I all punted, on... by the way. I'm healthy. Yeah, I just said I mean, if like you're the... not going to work, I'm going to stay at home. Like Waddle, when he he's deathly ill, he comes into work and he infects yeah. everybody else. I, that's but, not true. But now that he's healthy, yeah. He like when I got back from Cancun, I'm like, you know what? Maybe you should stay back home. I heard you were sick on Friday. He's like, I gotta get out of the house. I'm I'm, yeah, I'm fine. And yeah, now, now that he's fine, he's like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to stay home. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's Friday, man. So um, uh, I want to go around the room. No more than 50% effort from me today. Just want to advertise. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Have you yeah. poured yourself a, ju- a drink yet? Not yet, bro. It's 223 right But you're now, waddle. Okay? You're also I waddle. It. I get it. But even I have standards. Mm. It will, it'll be it's maybe late 4 o'clock hour, certainly in the 5 o'clock hour. All right, so what's on top of your brain if you're a Chicago sports fan? Is it Bears-Cardinals, Bears-Big Picture? Is it the Bulls are back? Is it the Cubs' inactivity? And I think yesterday, that yesterday was an inflection point late last night. I don't think the Cubs or any Cubs fan thought they were going to get Yamamoto, but it was sort of an inflection point as one team continues to hoard. I said hoard. All the, hoard, right? all, all the all the spending and all the good players, and the Cubs have spent zero dollars. So we'll we'll have that discussion coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN One Thousand Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Merry Christmas, happy holidays to everyone yes. out there. So we get uh, set for Christmas on Monday. Did you get all your shopping done? Uh, I, I think so, yeah. Yeah? All right. Yeah. Um, my wife handles a lot of the uh, yeah, the kids' stuff. Um, I did so, some stuff, like some of the sports equipment stuff. Like what? Do you buy shoulder pads and, uh, and basketballs? Skates? Basketballs. Really? There's like this bag. I got them a, a basketball, one of those silent basketballs for the house, where silent they could work basketball. on. Yeah, they, they another Instagram purchase. I, I, I'm did telling you. Get you. the ball gag. By the way, did you get? The I ball did not gag? buy the ball gag. The uh, the the Jawser size. Someone DM'd gag. me too from a local uh, stretch lab, saying that I sh- we should go to their stretch lab. And that they would uh, fix my uh, head and neck stuff. They would stretch me the out. Stretch lab. Yeah, like those are the big things these days, going to these stretch labs. Okay. They go and they stretch your body out. All righty then. Yeah, they offered uh, to take Never care of both of, of us. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Where is it at? Well, th- this guy said he works at one in Lincolnshire and uh, Highland Park. Okay, that's close. Vern- Vernon Hills and uh, Highland Park. Okay. Are the, are the two locations. I think it's called Stretchworks or something like that. 
But yeah, I mean, um, uh, no ball gag for me. No. Thank okay. you. Thank you very much. By the way, did you hear the news for your favorite baseball team? Uh, crickets? Are you going to play like a cricket sound no. effect? No. Taylor McGregor, who covers the Cubs, obviously, is, is you know, does great work with them. I, I saw this tweet from her late yesterday. The Cubs have agreed to minor league contracts with an invitation to Major League Spring Training with catcher, I think it's Jorge Alfaro, mm-hmm. catcher we Joe knew. Hudson, and left-handed pitcher Thomas Pannoni. Let me get my Cubs hat on here. So just wanted to make sure that... Um, Where's the Go Cubs Go music? You know, just make sure that Where everyone was aware of the fact that uh, you guys are turning it up a notch. Where's Sm- is Smokey on the board today? Who's on the board today? It's me, Tyler. Tyler, where's the? Come on, Tyler. What are you? Who are you doing working with today? Smokey? Where's working the go school music? Who are you working with? There we go. Baseball season's underway, so you better get ready for a brand new day. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? Yeah, you can play like you're all, you know, it's all fine and dandy with you right now because it's the holiday season. I can only see myself on my screen right now. My guess is, is you're seething right now. I'm not seething. No, that that would be incorrect. But yesterday was the first time that I started to get impatient and a tad angry. Did you see my hat today? I got a new hat. Are you wearing a Dodgers hat again? Do you got another new... You, are you like in the Dodger uh, hat club? No, the it's LA the LA hat, hat club. It, oh, it's, there it's, you go. It's the same hat. But uh, you saw that they just added the pitcher, right? Twelve years, three hundred twenty-five mil. Yamamoto. Yes. Why? Let me see. I don't know why my camera's off. Twelve years, three hundred twenty-five million. Oh yeah. You should be in the uh, LA uh, hat uh, hat of the month club. Because th- that's all you do is you wear the yellow. Yeah, you wear the. I just every, like the hat. I, every that's seriously, every month you get a new L.A. hat since you're Mister L.A. Now, same one. It's the same hat. My wife. I told you, my wife got it on a trip to Los Angeles. She was looking for a hat. She just bought this one. She brought it home, and I liked it. I know. Like, and then it became then it became baseball free agent season, and it just felt like it was a great way to tweak you, Tyler. He acts like his wife brought him home. Like she some, did. Yeah, no, I know, but like some sort of a, a hat that you can only find in Los Angeles, some distinct hat. From some no, like boutique. For it. It's like no, a $700 She bought it in the airport. Hat. She bought it in the airport. This is as generic of an LA hat as you can yeah. find. You could go to any lid store across America. You can find this. You could find that at Amazon. You can get it anywhere. We call this projection. Right now, you're focusing on the purchase of my hat and not the inactivity of your favorite baseball. This, we, That's we, what we should, call this projection. We should start the show every day with you, um, with the theme music, I Love L.A., the, the, the Tom yeah, Waddle theme music. I love L.A. There you go. Now you got the Bears hat on. Much better. Sigh. <laughs> now he's putting the L.A. hat back on. The generic L.A. hat Psych. back on. It's not generic. There's nothing generic about that baseball team. Nothing. That's, that's the cheapest thing around L.A. right now is that hat that Waddle's wearing. Probably so. You yeah, know what? I, was... I don't have to. And, and by the way, I put it on layaway. I don't have to pay for it for five years. I will say this, and Yamamoto is not deferring a cent. By the way, he's taken every month, every he's, cent, because he's not making fifty million dollars a year off the baseball right, diamond. Right. I, let me. Let me. This is this is nuance. 
I Ooh, am, here comes some nuance. I am not Hit me with some nuance. I am not asking the Cubs to just go out and like make a move just to make a move. I'm not asking them to pacify the fan base. I'm not asking them to just overspend on someone that doesn't deserve um, the money. I, I'm not doing that. It just was no. was. It, but it's still like you look at them and you you're saying. And it, there's still a long way to go in the off season, but you're like, hello, zero yeah. zero dollars at this point. What what are what are they doing? And like there 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 are many different shades of this here because while Ricketts has said about the biblical losses a few years ago, as people have pointed out, he has said there is money to be spent. Is this a matter of Jed? overvaluing his money too much and overvaluing his prospects too much and not wanting to overspend on a certain player or two and not wanting and overvaluing prospects. What, what, what is the deal here? And, and I, like I tweeted out the Jesse, I don't know if you heard what Jesse said the other day on the show. I did not. I tweeted it out. I thought it was, he got it from a, a baseball insider, someone, someone within the baseball um, industry texted him this before his phone was stolen. <laughs> and they said this. They said, the White Sox are a major market team who acts like a small market team. The Cubs are a major market team that acts like a mid-market team. That's fair. And I thought that was, a, that was really interesting and, and very true because neither of them Act like a big market team. The Cubs, even though they spend, they don't they, they, they don't spend like Boston or the Yankees or the Dodgers or those upper echelon teams, even though that they have the income from Wrigley and from the fans and from their ticket prices and from marquee and everything else. And Lord knows that the White Sox act like they're the Tampa Bay race. You know, they without the farm system. You know, without the success. Right, right. They, they don't build the farm system. They don't make smart baseball moves. And then they don't spend. It would be a different story if they could sit here and they could say, look, what we've been doing is fine because we produce really good young players and right. we continue to win 90 games year after year after year. But what the, they are the worst of the worst because they don't develop and they don't spend and they just don't win. So... They're the bottom of the bottom, and then the Cubs right now are just a mid-market team, mentality-wise, and and like I I I I still refuse to believe that their big move is Craig Council in the off season, but I I want to see what their true building block is going to be in the off season. It's cool that they want to sign. I always say there's no bad one-year deals, but I also want to see a, a couple of building blocks added that they could add to the core of this team that I know will grow with them for the future. Okay, who's out there right now? You, as you talk to Jesse Rogers and probably you know pick his, his brain and, and get in his ear on a daily basis about trying to, to make your baseball Well, there's a lot of guys out. I mean, who, there, well, there's I'm saying Hater. Hater is, who, if, if you want a closer, there's Hater. There, okay. Blake Snell is out there as a starting pitcher. There's Are the they other, waiting for the price tags to come down? Bellinger is, is out there. Um, so they're, 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 like, while this hasn't been rated as the best – free agent crop out there in in years 
there's still guys out there that can help your team because they have a lot of needs right now. And what are they waiting for, the market to come back to them? Is that what it is? Is that they're trying to be prudent? Sometimes the, I, I get being prudent, and I don't think you should be out there overspending on everything. Right. But if you need something, you know what? I may go to the store today and say, I really don't want to pay that much for that, but I really need you know a new sweater. A little bit more expensive than I want it, but I need it for a number of reasons, and it's going to be a, a really key part of my wardrobe. So I'm going to spend a little bit more than I want, but I'm going to get the use out of it. I, I, are they just looking for everything to come back to the market, and then they're just going to purchase? They've got money, you know, everybody's salary set it at a certain rate. Well, I'll pay Bellinger this, and I'll right. pay Snell this. And if, right. and if someone wants to overpay that, I'm not going to because I'm going to stick to my principles. Well, some this is what I've always said to you, I, you know, there's no guarantee that the Dodgers are going to win the World Series because they just went out and spent a billion dollars. And they did spend a billion dollars, by the way. It's not hyperbole. It's crazy. They spent $700 million on Otani, and they just spent $325 million on Yamamoto. So that's a billion dollars, everybody. So they spent a billion dollars. Not everybody is going to be able And it doesn't guarantee that the Dodgers are going to win. But what it does is it guarantees they're going to be in the mix – and when you have cash like that, it also gives you the, uh, the, the, the possibility or the capacity to buy yourself out of some of your self-inflicted mistakes. Like the Royals can't do that. The Reds can't do that. The Pirates can't do that. The Cubs can do some of that. The Cubs, because they're a big market team and a high revenue team, if you, if you go out there and, God forbid, you spend a little too much on somebody and that guy doesn't reach his potential or doesn't reach what you paid for him, okay, you have the capacity to to kind of just you know buy yourself out of some of those mistakes. I'm not saying you do it for five or six guys, but don't be afraid that you're going to overpay for someone. You're not going to get great value. When was the last time in free agency, regardless of sport, you got exactly what you were buying? Usually, you overpay. You right? always overpay, right? But but like again. Last year, they did make the right move at shortstop. You know, we were all belly aching, and then they made the right move. So They did. So, like, I, I, no, I don't want them to just say, okay, here, Boris, here's $280 million for Bellinger. Because I don't think Bellinger is worth $280 million. Even $210 million is a lot over seven or eight years. That's a lot of money for a player like that. Um, you know, but... So, so like, I go back and forth. Like, Okay, go the pitching route. Spend the money on the pitching route. I know, right. Like, I, I do think, like, the closer and hater could be, now you've got his former manager. Is he in favor of spending on the closer? Like, they always trade for the closer. And I know a lot of people may say, well, look, you've got a guy who's homegrown who is closing. I don't think you could ever have enough high-leverage bullpen arms. So what if he's not. if he's if he's your your sixth or seventh inning guy or your eighth inning guy? Stack them. The bull the Cubs bullpen was part of the issue when they were losing games, um, like in May. There is so, no reason for you guys not to win this division. Yeah, I mean, this and, is and, a very mediocre division, and once you get in the postseason, then you get a little extra playoff cash, which will you know. Give the registers a workout, and think so, about the market—the market with the Cubs versus the rest of the division. Right, just on that, like this isn't against Boston and the Yankees, and, and like this is they it's are not the Mets and the Braves, right? The, you know, this I mean, is they're, they're the clearly they they clearly have the highest resources, 
and they refuse to really use them against these teams. Well, and this is the year, too. I mean, it sounds and feels like the, the Brewers are going to take a bit of a step back, right? I mean, you lose your manager. They don't invest a lot of free They lost agent. their general manager. They lost their general manager. Like, this is the moment when you should pounce and at the very least, you know, live up to the expectation that you should be the favorite to win your division, for crying out loud. So, so and Tyler wanted to know, and we, I want to go around the room. Like, what is the what is the thing that's on your brain the most? Is it the Cubs' inactivity? But again, you could still make the the rationale that, uh, hey, do you want to give all these guys what they're asking for, or do you want to let it settle a little bit? Have it you was seen just Kobe White play basketball lately, right? And then there's the Bulls. Hmm. The Bulls have won eight out of eleven without Zach Levine, and they've been fun again. What are they? I don't know, but they've been. Uh, I do know that they're fun to watch again. Yes, they are. Um, and, and then there's the Bears, and then it's Bears and Cardinals, and then and then if you dig deeper, there's the big picture about the Bears with the same old, same old, and Justin and and Eberflus that we've been debating for two uh, last two months, and then there's. The topic that um, Tyler wants to bring up on the Bears on what's best for them this weekend that Tyler will bring up. So what is on your mind most if you're a Chicago sports fan of those three things? Maybe it's something else. 312-332-3776. We'll want to hear from you. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Businesses are successful when they control their bottom line. That's why more businesses across northern Illinois are partnering with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program to save on energy costs. Learn more at comed.com slash poweringbiz. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Here's the way uh, the poll has broken down. You can vote on my Twitter handle, at Waddle and Sylvie. We've had more than 2,300 votes already in an hour. Of these four things, what are you thinking about most? And I did add Christmas to this. So three Chicago sports things and Christmas. Uh, Bears versus Cardinals. The Bulls are back. The Cubs inactivity or Christmas. What do you think is it, leading the way? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Bulls being back. That is actually in last place. <laughs> Christmas? Christmas is leading the way. Good. 37.3% of the vote. I think that speaks to the ineptitude of what we've got going on sports-wise here in town in some ways. Um, I, I would have voted for the Bulls. Like, so, I, Look, I, I'm a Bears guy. I get it. But, but this game, I think the Bears are going to, you know, it's it's not a great opponent. I don't know how interested the Cardinals are going to be. I, I'm expecting the Bears to win this game pretty handily. But the Bulls have been a fun watch lately, and I'm not suggesting they're going to the NBA Finals. I'm just saying they've been a fun watch and I get some joy out of watching them the way I used to back in the day. They could be back on your sports watching map. You know what I mean? Like yes, before it was a it, it, like it was even past a hate watch. Like there was a hate watch, and then it was like I don't care about them anymore. And if yes. they're on, I really don't care. Maybe it will be on in the background, but I'm not following them. 
I can't stand this team. They're they're dis they disgust me. And if I catch their game, I catch their game. If I don't, I'm not going to miss anything. And now at least they're back on your your sports watching map. At least yes. for the most part. You know what Kobe I mean? Kobe White has been a fun watch. Yeah. He really has been a fun watch. And yesterday's a good example of he didn't have his good stuff, but yet he still was able to find a way to make an impact. Albeit still against the bad team. Still scored 22 points. Yeah, and back yeah. To, in, in a back-to-back game, they found a way to beat an inferior team, which they once were. Um, like I, I just think it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an unbelievable case study. That the Bulls won, f- what, five games in their first 19 with right. Zach Levine. Um, and Zach Levine, as I always told you, was the losingest player who has played over 500 games in the entire NBA. The losingest player. So in the Bulls' first 19 games, they won five times. He goes down, and they win Eight out of their next eleven, including games against the Bucks, the Seventy yes. Sixers, yeah. and the Heat, and they and lost they, in overtime to the Bucks. They lost in overtime against the Bucks, and they lost on a buzzer beater against the Heat. Yes. So, um, and and remember that they also are the team that that was beaten by the Pistons. The Pistons last won against Zach Levine in the Bulls. And after that win for the Pistons, they have lost 25 straight games. Sometimes you could yell small sample size all you want. Sometimes the simplest answer is the right answer. Yeah. And it's They're staring you right in the face that Zach Levine is not a winning player. I was wrong about him. I was I, I like I'll always yell that the process was right. You needed to sign him. You couldn't let him walk. I was wrong about the player. The player completely was not a winning player and not a win because of player. And he did not grow like I thought he would grow. I'm with you. I had the same. I, I had the same feelings about him. Um, I'm telling you right now, this would be a perfect time for them to to move on from some guys. You know, while the stock is high. I'll tell you two guys I enjoy watching more than anybody right now. It's Patrick Williams and it's Kobe White. Two guys who, if you are going to be something different and better in the future, could still develop into people that would be core pieces on your team. Now, we we spent a lot of time saying, "Ah, Kobe's this, Kobe's that, decent player, not great, not a difference maker. And I think we all gave up on Patrick Williams. Yeah, I don't know what Patrick Williams is going to be. He's playing like a different guy right now because he's not deferring. He's more aggressive. He's more assertive. He's a really good defender, um, and he's just been more involved. He's shooting the three at over 50%. He scored 18 points last night. I get it. It's not a great Spurs team. But, you know, as I watch this team now, instead of hating what I'm watching— Kind of enjoying Patrick Williams. Kind of enjoying Kobe White right now. Kind of enjoying watching some of these guys do what they do. Not going to make any grand statements to myself or anybody else, but they're a watchable group, and they've got some good young players, and there's nothing more exciting or more entertaining than watching young guys get better. So here's the way it broke down uh, on the poll question. 37.3% say 
the thing they're thinking about the most is Christmas. Second is the Cubs' inactivity. 31%. It's 30.9%. A lot of Cubs fans out there. A lot of people still, like, yesterday again, Yamamoto probably was never coming here. But again, an inflection point and, and sort of a a stop in the offseason saying, ooh, the Cubs haven't done anything. Did they per, did, did they have conversations with him? Do you know? Oh, did yeah. They, they went over there. They watched him. They like him. I don't know what they were willing to pay him. And I don't – like, look, they've never paid a player $200 million. Right. Were they going to play a player $300 million? Uh, especially a pitcher who's never pitched in, ba- in Major League Baseball. So – like, I don't know if they were really ever involved in any of this. Um, but again, an inflection point. The Cardinals and Bears only getting 16.9% of the vote. I think if this game meant something and they would have won last week, a lot of people would be excited for this game. I think also that there are most people kind of feel like the writing is on the wall with a couple of the big decisions that need to be made. That's just an assumption on my behalf. Like, there's still three games to be played, and guys are still trying to change hearts and minds. But I think collectively, I believe that there's more of a feeling in this town from Bears fans that they're expecting significant change at the and, end of the and year. And even though you're uh, and you and I are both more, uh, we're enjoying the Bulls. Fifteen percent are v- voting the Bulls are back. Um, at least being. Uh, them thinking about them the most. They're last in this poll question. You could vote on my Twitter handle, at Waddle and Sylvie. Tom Thayer will join us next. We'll preview Bears and Cardinals. We'll ask him about a, a, a very interesting column written by one Bears insider that talks about Justin Fields in the fourth quarter. We'll talk to Thayer about that coming up next.